Blog Talk Radio. Table. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and um, wow, uh, we have an awesome show here tonight. Um, uh, we've got uh, my new co-host for the uh, for the show, uh, Anna Zayden. How are you doing, Anna? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. And um, uh, I guess we'll start with uh, Donald Farmers here as well. How are you doing, Donald? Oh, pretty good. I'm here in Tennessee. All right, awesome. And we got James here, and he's got a special guest, but I'm not sure what um, what uh, area code he's uh, calling in, um, calling in from. Uh, uh, so if you could just tell me real, yeah, because uh, we got both of them here. So let me, um, I'm gonna guess. Uh, hey, is uh, this James? Uh, Balsamo here. Let's see. Okay, James Balsamo's here. All right, awesome. Hello. Uh, and we also we also have uh, your buddy. I think is here on the line too, uh, Dave. Yeah, this is actually uh, 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 Sergeant John Mahoney from the Los Angeles Police Department. We were actually looking for James Balsamo. Uh, James, is that you on the phone? Are you on the phone with uh, us right now? Uh, I cannot confirm and or deny that, officer. Uh, All right, sir. We've been looking for you for a while now, and I don't know where you are, but we're you know we're gonna try to find you and uh, you know uh, try to try to stay local. All right, we're gonna be with uh, you in a minute. Uh, <laughs> good good luck, copper. Wow. You'll never take me alive. <laughs> All right. That was well, good. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Look, I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know who else is on this line, but look, this is a very important police matter here, and I'm trying to work with James to try to secure his location. So if you guys could just calm down, you know, it's cool. What did he do? All right. Donald, I'm going to need you to watch that stuff I mailed you. (laughs) (laughs) What's What's happening? What What is going on, folks? (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, I, you know, we were supposed to interview him, but we were expecting uh, the cops to call in. Well, I, I'm sorry. I was just – that was a stupid joke. I don't know. It was a dumb joke that I came up with the last minute. I figured, hey, maybe you guys think it was funny. Whatever. <laughs> Actually, I did. I liked it. I thought it was great. Yeah, so Dave, it was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah ladies and gentlemen, Dave signed the Lich himself. Hello. The Lich I'm himself. Hey. You you do sound like you could have been. A, are you a cop in any of uh, James's movies as well? No, no, I've never been a cop. I would love to be a cop in one of James's movies. So I've, I've been a bum. I've been you know the lich. Uh, I was a vampire in uh, Bite School, which was you know nice. an awesome movie. I was a drug mule in uh, Catch of the Day, which 
<clears throat> Catch of the Day was one of my favorite Balsamo movies, and that's what really made me want to start working with James in the first place because I thought that was great movie, awesome movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get so, killed okay, by a cop, so though, wanna... in that movie. <laughs> What's that? I said you got killed by a cop in Catch of the Day. Did, oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah I got, oh, I got killed by you and, and your partner. <laughs> I think. That's right. I was, I was half naked wrapping up cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was a um, my right. also. Yes. I think all been, of Donald? us have been in your, one of your movies. That's true. You all mm-hmm. have, all of you. <laughs> you guys are all yes. amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's like a reunion. It's great. That's right. It's a big After Bath Productions family show. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And, uh, Donald, how did you meet James? Uh, well, James was in, um, see, he invited me to be in some of his movies, and then I asked him to be in my Shark Exorcist movie, so I think we met each other over Facebook by uh, casting each other in our movies, and then James is also in... Uh, my new Cannibal Hookers movie that's uh, going to finish editing this fall. So it changes in two of mine, and I'm in two or three of his. Nice. <laughs> and Donald, Great. I'm so honored to be in the Cannibal Hookers remake. What what an amazing, uh, you know, film the original is. And, and what a great opening. Spoiler alert to kill me in the opening <laughs> of the new Donald Farmer Cannibal Hookers movie. Coming soon to <laughs> yeah. Donald Farmer. Yeah, I just I heard about that, James. I just heard about that, and that's really great. Congratulations, awesome. Carolyn Kinko is um, my LA director, and she directed uh, all the stuff with James for that, and she did an incredible job. And uh, uh, she and Warren Chan, he shot it, and he's going to be editing it. So Mm -hmm. together, they both did an incredible job. And then James, you know, nobody dies better than James. Now that's a quote you can put on a box. That's a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So real quick, I do want to um, kind of bring this up, okay? Because we kind of talked about it for a second. But what I think is really cool is like, like I said, we all kind of work with James or whatever in some some capacity. But um, I met Anna through uh, through um, uh, Donald. My space. Uh, through. Um, yeah, MySpace because of the chainsaw. Yeah, um, we've known yeah. each other since 2007. Uh, yeah, that was in 2007. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Twelve years, man. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we came out of uh, and stuff was shot in a two-story red cabin in uh, Chatsworth, Georgia. Yeah. A really incredible. It was so much yeah. fun. That was my first movie to do. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, Donald hooked me up with James. That's right. Yep, yeah, for Anna cool as hell. Needs, yeah, that Anna was fun. Needs to do more movies. More people need to hire Anna for their movies. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, so I think it's really crazy that everybody's able to kind of work together. You know, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. we're kind of all one big indie community. 
Oh, yeah, the heart community. Well, you know, all we have is each other, really. You know, we could just work with each other. We could try to go mainstream, but, you know, who wants to go mainstream, right? Yeah, exactly. Mainstream's overrated. (laughs) It's overrated and, you know, whatever. It's all the same now, too. It's really sad. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the one thing, the one thing that like, I, I like hate, original you know, movies I, that have never been thought of. Like in James's right. movie, Cool as Hell, when they gutted me with a spoon, I remember I started laughing because I thought about the ridiculousness right. of being gutted by a giant spoon. And he told me keep laughing. Well, he made it yeah. so comfortable shooting with. It was so right. funny. Well, yeah, James is a breeze to work with, you know, and yeah, and what 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 the thing is is the most important thing to me is the fact that. Everything today is CG. Everything is CG. Yeah. Walking Dead. And you know, hey, yep. I pay for I pay for it every episode. I'm paying for it just because I want to see everybody die because I hate everybody that's on the show. <laughs> I just want them all to die. I'm like hoping they'd have a horrible death, but they don't actually have a horrible death, and it's all CG and it's awful. But I pay for it anyway, like a schmuck. So I don't know. But uh, yeah. you know, James James makes movies that have real gore. You know, old-fashioned gore where it's, you know, it's my, you know, I, I sent The Lich, you know, which is our flagship movie together. James and I, you know, put together The Lich, and it was our biggest movie, and we have The Lich 2 coming up on the horizon. Uh, just a little, you know, give a little giveaway there at some point, maybe next year. We'll see, James, when we do this. But we'll have The Lich 2 coming up soon. But, you know, I sent the lich to my mother, and my mother couldn't get through the first five minutes of it. She was like, wow. oh, my God, David. He, he was blowing snot. There was snot blowing <laughs> out of that guy's face. And, you know, it's like, you know, my mother was disgusted by it, you know. But they went to go see Godzilla, Godzilla the other day, and they're like, that was that was awful. That was so cheesy. That was, my mother, she's like wow. 80 years old, and she's like, that's cheesy crap, you know? So, I don't know. Not to say anything <laughs> bad about Godzilla to fans that are out. You know, a lot of people like Godzilla, obviously, but uh, I don't know. I like the old-fashioned um, so, gore. I show yeah, my mother a few horror movies. My mother Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and she... She just sort of laughed at it, and I was trying to scare her, but she was, it didn't have any effect on her at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, Donald, uh, how did you get started? Like, I think, was Cannibal Hookers your first, like, feature film that you did? Um, well, I got started in the 70s when I made a series of Super 8 millimeter short movies. And uh, nearly all of them are now out on Blu-ray in these uh, two volumes called Donald Farmer Collection 1 and Donald Farmer Collection 2. So all of my 70s uh, Super 8 short movies are out. And a few of them were horror movies, like I did one called The Taste of Flesh, which is a cannibal movie. And then I did one called The Summoned, which is a demonic possession movie uh, that I did in 1974. And... uh, so all of these various short movies I did are now available, have been available for a few years. And then after I did the last one of those in uh, 76, I didn't do any movie making for 10 years. Uh, but wow. in the early 80s, it started uh, until I made my first movie in 80, my first feature in 86, which was Demon Queen. What motivated me to get back into movie making was that I'd been um, writing for magazines like Fangoria and... Um, 
covering uh, movies for my own magazine published many times. And in doing that, I've been uh, going on various movie sets and watching good time movies being made. Like I went on the set of Day of the Dead and they let me play a zombie, and I went on the set of Evil Dead 2 and John Carpenter's Spider-Man and Stephen King's Cat's Eye. So going to all these movie sets basically got me motivated at getting back into filmmaking. And so... After having watched all these directors like John Carpenter and Joe Romero, Romero and Sam Raimi work, I decided I would try to something feature. Also, at that time, in the ladies, there were all these video labels that were setting up that we just got the product. So there was a big demand for products, and then uh, in the 70s, where your film had to be shot at 35 millimeter in order to play a drive-in. In the 80s, you could be shot on video because they just wanted to release some straight to video. You didn't, there's no longer, you know, a prerequisite that your movie had to be suitable for theatrical play and be 35 millimeters. So, uh, so you can make movies, movies fairly affordably uh, for a few thousand dollars. So I started doing it in '86 with Demon Queen, and I did Demon Queen. I did Cabal Hooker in '87, and I did several in a row for these various video labels. And then in the and then in the nineties uh, I started shooting on film and I did a whole series of movies shot in sixteen millimeter and thirty five millimeter. Nowadays everybody shoots on uh, on digital because it's way easier and you shoot like on camera memory cards because it's uh, the way to go now and you could get high resolution picture quality that looks about as good as film but you uh, don't have to have all the disadvantages of film. Yeah, it just doesn't have the weight okay. of film, digital. I wish I could film movies on film, but it's so much easier and quicker to shoot digital. Yeah, I mean, you can't, I you can't compare it. Well, and the average iPhone has good... It, the average iPhone is 4K, right? I mean, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. most, most iPhones are 4K now. Right. Yeah, my, my latest movie... footage until you get it back from the lab, so until you get your footage back from the laboratory, you have no idea if it even came out or you have no idea if it's in focus or if the lab is scrapped. You know, it's a big guessing game, which is uh, very nerve-wracking. <laughs> At least when I don't know. I think, the best mov- I think the best movies are shot on an iPhone, personally. But, you know, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. I'm, I'm just being facetious. I'm being funny. I'm trying to be funny. Sorry. You know, there was a successful movie. Everyone is a star on YouTube. You know, everyone has an iPhone, and you know, and it's 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 just going to get better. There, you know, the video quality is going to get better. It's going to get cheaper. It's going to get easier for people to make movies. And I think. How do you feel about the newest cameras? How do you feel about the newest cameras out? They're good. I think it's great. I I think it's great that we have technology. I saw what Jonathan and them used for uh, Supernatural Assassins. It was great video. It was like crystal clear, like you're yeah. in the room with them. Yeah, I think it's great. You know, I think we should have better video, but we should have less CG monsters. No yeah. more CG monsters. I'd, I'd say bring you know, go back to, to the old-fashioned shit, man. I'm sorry yeah. if I didn't. Yeah. I don't like know if I can curse on your. On your I'm sorry if I curse. Yeah, no, you can. But, you know, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I love. I've always loved James's movies and every. You know, all the old movies because yeah. of uh, you know. The gore, the original gore, you know. Yeah, it, and he's so much fun to film awful. with too. <laughs> right, and it grosses people yeah, out more. I don't know why. Just... Yeah, the more real it looks, the grosser it is. <laughs> oh, you, you guys see? Something, Donald? 
wait, yeah, wait till you see yeah, my uh, latest movie. It wants blood with Eric Roberts and uh, Joe Castro, who did the Terror Tunes and the Wishmaster two and three effects. He made this giant monster uh, for uh, It Wants Blood, and my That's my awesome. whole head fits in its mouth. It's incredible. Oh, wow. and no CG. Oh, no CG. It's an actual stuff. monster. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. An actual monster. That's great. <laughs> well, yeah, I okay, think we need to bring that back. Like, yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, you, were saying, you were saying something, Donald? Uh, I was just saying that we had one CG monster in Chainsaw Cheerleaders with Anna that was for a shot that couldn't have been done any other way where we had a snake demon that crawled between a girl's leg and then slithered through her body and popped out through her neck. And, uh, <laughs> he wrote that. Uh, wow. The only way we could do that was with CG. And then we, so we had well, a yeah, there's certain CG scenes you can't, you have no choice but to use a little bit of CG. That's fine when you do it in moderation. But, you know, when it's I remember Donald sent me the video clip of the CG before it even went on video. It was so cool. I told him, I was like, you got to use that monster. Uh-huh. <laughs> in my last couple of movies, Cannibal Hookers and uh, Hooker with a Hacksaw, yeah, all the gore, those are practical effects. We don't have any CG, but everything is real practical effects done on the floor. Nice. Hooker with a Hacksaw is amazing. I think it's I haven't great. seen it yet. I gotta see it. Well, it's on Amazon oh, yeah. Prime. It and it's and the, oh, the, Amazon yeah. Prime. Oh. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah, that's up. I'll have to look it up and watch it. Yeah, that that one we had the old-fashioned way. We had a guy with a blood pump, and uh, we rigged everyone up with tubes, and then we had fake, fake limbs that were rigged to spray blood all over, and so oh, wow. we had it tested. We had uh, we had a makeup guy that made all these organs for us, and he made a full intestinal tract for us. So we had all the works were done live on while we're shooting with no CG. Nice. So we found a really talented guy that was able to make all our props for us, and he was a one-man bill factory. He knew how to do everything. His name was uh, was um. Mason Roberts, and so yeah, we definitely want to keep using him. Nice. Yeah, he lives I, in uh, uh, Lexington, Kentucky, which is where Tim Ritter lives. I have a question that may actually interest some of the listeners. How do you choose your actors for each part during casting? Donald, do you want to take that one? Uh, what is try to use the same people over and over again whenever possible. So uh, oh. I definitely want to use Anna. I definitely want to use Anna again. Um, we were thinking oh, we were going to be able to use it. Yeah. So whenever you come back down here, you have to let me know because we are going to be um, yeah. shooting. We are going to be shooting again in a few months on something called She Bleeds Green. Okay. Well, where? Yeah. Me too, man. I'll be there. <laughs> I'm not to, oh, not to nice. step on anybody's toes, but I will be there too. So you'll be if you guys, if you, anybody needs me, let me know. <laughs> because uh, as far as coming out of um, Lexington, Kentucky, and the producer is from Tampa, but the producer is going to have to shoot it. It's convenient for the town. Oh, okay. Cool. Because yeah, I would love to. Just keep me posted. I want to act some more. Usually the rule is you want to shoot close to where your actors are. 
because yeah. otherwise you're looking at having to put everyone in hotels and that cost a fortune. So if you can yeah. shoot very closely your actors live and everybody can go home on it, it saves you a lot of money and you don't have to I've done some higher budget movies where we had to put everyone in motels, but that, you know, just runs your budget through the roof doing that. Um, And then sometimes when you hire celebrities, it's even more difficult because they demand the best hotel. They won't stay in just any hotel. And so I know once when we um, hired Brigitte Nielsen to be in our compelling evidence movie, she told us that we had to put her in a four-star hotel uh, with no argument. So, we put everyone else in a three-star hotel, and we put her in a four-star <laughs> hotel. Oh, wow. The only Did they tell you, the they they tell you that they want the room room. service, and they want carte blanche, and they want to be able to order whatever they want? You know, yeah. I mean, you know, these actors, you know, I mean, you never know what you're dealing with. Then we go, yeah, I like that. Uh-huh. I'm not trying to say anything bad about them, but, I'm, I, you know, whatever. I've dealt with the worst and the best. <laughs> well, when I was making this biker movie, Demolition Highway, we had the everybody working on the crew was pretty much from out of town, so we had to put them all in a hotel, and so we booked them originally into a really affordable, like two star hotel or maybe even a one star hotel. It was you know it was something that was affordable with our budget, but as soon as everybody saw the hotel, they just refused to stay in it. So we had to upgrade <laughs> because everybody just rebelled on us and said, "There's no way we're staying." You got to keep everybody happy. You got to keep everybody happy. That's the bottom line. You know, you got to. You know, if you're having a shoot, you gotta have bagels, you gotta have coffee, you gotta have, you know, you gotta have, you gotta Burritos have some things to make people uh, comfortable, right? I mean, James, every time we've done a shoot, James, we've kept people comfortable, right? I mean, oh, yeah. we've yeah, always I was had totally booze. comfortable with him. James we've was always great. had booze and you know other things that we shouldn't talk about online. Uh, you know, I mean, we've Very always important. taken care of our people. You gotta have yeah. snacks and stuff to drink on set. You gotta have bottled water or soda, and you gotta have snacks. Yeah, a lot of water. And you gotta have a yeah. lot. You gotta, of you gotta put that in your budget. You gotta, you gotta plan to spend to take care of your actors. And you know, we don't deal with SAG. You know, I mean, a lot of our movies, we don't have SAG act- actors and stuff. They come in, they're just not union. You know, but you know, throw them like twenty bucks or whatever. You know, it's good. You know, give them yeah. something for their gas. Well, I mean, you, can, yeah, you did. I've only done two, only done two SAG movies, and on, uh, on both SAG movies, my actors that were forcing us to go SAG were not really very demanding when it came to food. They pretty much took care of themselves. And so I did, I did this one movie with Margaret Hemingway, and we kept offering to take her to – we were all prepared to take her to the best restaurants in town to try to keep her happy. But she was on a very strict diet. She would only eat rice cakes, and she would only drink distilled water. So all week long, we had her there for like five days. And we kept begging her, you know, let us take you to a restaurant. Let us get you a decent meal. And she would only eat rice cakes and only drink distilled water. And she would not deter her from that diet. She's a a cheap date then, right? (laughs) She's a pretty cheap date. More like we should be taking her out and giving her up. I don't know how you could survive on nothing but rice cakes and water. <laughs> and that's all she it's a very rice yeah. story, Donald. 
Yeah, I did a movie here in New York, and they had, like, such a layout for the food. They had breakfast, and they brought in lunch, and then they gave us giant burritos that were, like, a foot long to leave out the door with. And Starbucks coffee the whole day was great. I worked one day on that uh, TV series, Teen Wolf, where... Oh, I love that series! Yeah, so they brought me in to play one of the high school teachers. I wasn't going to have any lines. They were just going to show close-ups of me making faces. But um, yeah. they, had, they had really killer catering. They had, like, grilled tilapia salad and, uh, you know, incredible entrees. And so they really went all out for the catering. But then uh, all my scenes were supposed to be shot outdoors uh, on the steps of the high school. And... It was just pouring rain all day, and every time they would drag me outdoors to film my scene, you know, the rain would keep on coming down, so they would march me back inside oh. and say, we'll try again anymore. So they did that all day long. They'd take me outside and say, oh, it's too raining too much. We'll try again. Then at the end of the day, they said, oh, we're finishing your scene. It won't stop raining. So so I got paid yeah, to be there, and they said, I, <laughs> I didn't get to film my scene. <laughs> One of the other girls nice. from... Uh, Chainsaw Cheerleaders that worked with Anna on Chainsaw Cheerleaders. Now, she worked on Teen Wolf recently. Her name's Andrea Lang, and she got, like, a featured speaking part, and I was watching her episode a couple of weeks ago, and she had a major part, you know, where she was one of the main characters of this episode, so I was really proud of her. Because usually to get a featured speaking part like that, you have to have 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 an insanely connected agent to get you... uh, something like that, because you can only get a job like that with a really great agent, so she must have a killer agent nowadays. Nice. Yeah. That's good. An agent helps. (laughs) But, Donald, you helped me so much. Like, you got me started in it, and it was great. Thank you. Well, I hope you'll be down You even introduced me to James Balsamo for his movie Cool as Hell. Uh Uh-huh. Well, do you want to come down to Tennessee or down to the South again before long so we can shoot with you again? Yeah, that'd be great. I'll let you know when I can. Where in Tennessee are you? Uh, I'm like an hour east of Nashville. I'm in a, I'm in the same town where they have that Bonnaroo Music Festival. Oh wow, that's oh, cool. cool. Oh, all right, that's uh-huh. awesome. Do you know Do you yeah, know that Guar played? Do you know Guar played that? You know Guar played that festival, and oh, I was oh, friends yeah, with Dave Brocky. I've seen Guar three times. Yeah, the first time I went to see Guar, I'd never seen him before. And so this girl that I went with, she warned me about them. And she said, uh, what they're going to do is they're going to spray blood all over the audience. And uh, right. so I went to Kool-Aid. So she said, I it's actually Kool-Aid. But so she said, it's Kool-Aid. Yeah. And they mix it. And backstage, they have their costumes are made of foam. And it smells like man sweat mixed with Kool-Aid. Ew. It's the most disgusting thing you would ever <laughs> smell backstage. Ever, Gross. but it's the greatest smell. But if you're a Guar fan and you're backstage and you're smelling their sweat, you're like, oh my god! Like James knows, James knows, James, right? Backstage oh, yeah. Guar, greatest smell in the fucking. Yeah, I'm sorry, in the freaking world is uh, you know, Kool Aid and Guar smell. You know. Oh and man, that's that how, smells horrible sounding. <laughs> and you know that that's how James and I met. <laughs> That's how James and I met, was because of Dave oh, Brocky. Wow. Dave Brocky was my friend. Dave Brocky, Odorous Urungus from Guar, uh, you know, he had uh, 
you know, he was in his hiatus and he was doing something called the Crackathon in Brooklyn yeah. at the MF Gallery. And, you know, give a shout out to the MF Gallery. They're a great, um, they're an actual an art gallery in Brooklyn. Uh, they're in Gu- the Gowanus like section where it used to be really bad in like the eighties, but it's really nice now. Um, and they have like an art. Didn't he draw a lot of the Guar comics himself? I'm sorry. Didn't he draw uh, some of the Guar comic books himself? You know, because I know they had. He uh, did, yeah. The Brocky. Well, well, Brocky drew. You know, Brocky worked on the original uh, mock-up for Odorous Shurungus, the 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 mask. And um, also, you know, I mean, everybody else, I mean, uh, you have, you have so many people in Guar that were, there was, you know, a team of people that were involved with Guar. You have uh, uh, Mike Bishop, who's now doing, uh, he's, he's fronting Guar. They're still continuing, you know, uh, regardless of what happened. um, I actually have a, I have a um I have a, a Guar story real quick. Um so uh, you know, I live in Williamsburg, Virginia, so I live like an hour away from Richmond where all the Guar people oh, yeah, yeah. are actually uh from. And uh the you know, Mike Dirks who uh does uh was it uh yeah, they, ball sack. Uh well guitarist. Know. Yep, guitarist. Yeah. And he uh was it uh his family, everybody was like local like around here. And everything, and they actually Richmond. played. Uh, well, they actually his original band, not War, but his original high school band, um, played on our like back porch because they were uh, friends with oh, my awesome. uh, sister. So, oh, yeah, that's awesome. I was a little that's, kid that's and great. I barely saw that stuff and don't remember any of it. <laughs> the first <laughs> dude. Let, look, let me tell you. Let me tell you the my story about the first time I met Dave Brocky. Okay, and. You guys are going to get this recorded for the first time ever, and whatever it means, whatever. I I went down, I drove, you know, I flew down to Florida, and I drove, I rented a car, and I drove to my uh, singer's house, and he lived in um, uh, Dale, it was like Daleville or something, it was just outside of Orlando, and it was, a, you know, a cookie-cutter kind of community, and you'd pull up. And there was these nice houses with palm trees and whatnot. And I'd pull out in front of the house, and immediately I heard, Yo, dude, what's up, bro? I'm talking blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that's fucking, that's odorous, bro. That's odorous, man. And I'm in the car, and I'm like, I hear, dude, man, fuck that, bro. You know, I was like, holy shit, that's odorous. So I go into the house, Dave Brocky. Orderus Rungus is in my singer's house. Now, now, I'll give you a little bit of background about my singer, Brian Warner. He's now singing with Vital Remains, who's touring, you know, they're touring the world, and Brian's doing great. Um, he was part of the Church of Satan or the Temple of Satan with their, you know, their whole statue that they did. He was involved with that somehow. I don't know. And Brian and I have had our beef in the past or whatever, but... Still, he introduced me to Brocky, and you know it was it was an amazing experience. And Brocky came out, and Brocky flew into Tampa. We picked him at the up at the airport, 
and uh, he got my we, – we did like a selfie. It was like back in the day before anybody was doing selfies, we did like a video, and Brocky was in the back seat, and we were going to the airport. And, uh, you know, uh, we were, uh, you know, working on our, our tour. And uh, <clears throat> nice. So long story short, uh, he did uh, he did guest vocals on our album. Uh, we did "Creeping Death" by Metallica, and it was the last thing that he did with us before he passed away. And he, wow. you know, we never. Yep, that was it. And uh, and then shortly thereafter, you know, uh, you know, it just. Guar changed a little bit, you know, and I still love Guar, you know, and Guar is awesome, but we miss Dave yeah, Rocky, they are. you know. Uh, yeah, yeah we they were definitely, Dave, uh, Dave was great. Well, I remember Guar that's, that's, that's how James, sorry, I, long story short, that's how James and I met. <laughs> we met nice. through Dave Rocky. Dave, Dave introduced us, basically. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah, Donald introduced me to this? James, and then I got half nude for his first shoot. Huh? It was the breast scene I've ever filmed. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> I even remember the disc that you signed. I still have it. And it says, you, nobody dies like you. I was like, by giant spoon? No. <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, we got about 12 minutes left. Um, I just wanted to kind of uh, let everybody, like, I guess, get everywhere everybody's, uh, like, what everybody's been up to lately and how people can reach everybody. So, um, Donald, uh, what have you been up to lately and how can people find you on the Internet? Well, uh, some of the recent things I've done is I have um, three of my recent movies are now on Amazon Prime. That would be Hooker with a Hacksaw, uh, Cannibal Cop, and Dark Exorcist James is in. Nice. All three of those. All three of those are on Amazon Prime, where you can watch them for free if you've got awesome. Amazon. Uh, nice. I'm also in. Uh, I'm also in a couple of uh, recent books. Uh, this book, Xerox. Which is dedicated to people that put out uh, horror fan scenes. Uh, so it has 11 pages devoted to my fan scene uh, spider films that I did in the uh, 80s, and which I continue to do as a website on uh, Facebook. So uh, I keep doing that right now. So anybody who ever wants to check out my uh, Spider Times page, which is full of uh, horror news, uh, all you have to do is go to Facebook and then in the search bar, just type in uh, the Splatter Times, and it'll take you right to my page with all the all the various horror news we post. And then uh, right now I'm also presenting, a.k.a. producing a reboot of my 1988 movie, Savage Vengeance. And so that one nice. is almost finished. That one's almost finished. It's completing a few... Uh, a little bit, and so there's just a little bit more of it to do. That one stars uh, Cameron Glenn, who was the uh, blonde, uh, one of the stars of Halloween 5 with Donald Pleasance, and so we're really thrilled to have a big somebody who's in an iconic horror movie like that to be starring in the movie. And then Ronnie Jonah is also in a terrible pop and track extra just for me, so 
And then we have a few casting surprises coming up. That one is um, uh, hopefully that ought to be finished by the end of the year. And then we have a movie that I'm doing with Carolyn in Los Angeles uh, that joins us in the reboot of Cannibal History. That one is going to be doing its final round of editing uh, this fall. And then it'll be finished after we do the final. We're doing the uh, the rough edit right now, and then we'll do the final final edit in the fall. Carolyn's the partner going to be doing. And then right now I'm writing a script for this other movie that I'm supposed to start shooting in a few months for these um, produce, these two producers, one from uh, Canada and one from Florida, and it's called She Bleeds Green, and it's about a uh, half human, half lizard girl who's on a lizard rampage. <laughs> All right. What is her doll? And hopefully, hopefully if Anna is standing here still, can, can, can I ask you one question? Can I ask you one question? Where do you mm-hmm. get your funding from, mainly? Like, uh, do you oh. fund your movies yourself, or I, just a off the wall question? Because you know, I spend a lot of money on movies myself. So, wh- oh, where do you? Up. What do you do? Yeah, I'm very big on collecting movies too, and so I'm always getting DVDs and Blu-rays in every week, and so. I'm no, no, I'm talking about DVDs. making a movie. I'm talking about making when you have an idea for a movie and you want to invest in it. What's your average investment for movie? Well, uh, I've been all over the ballpark. Uh, we've done everything from extremely low-budget two-thousand-dollar movies. Too. I did a few that were over three hundred thousand dollars. So wow. it depends on whether we have wow. it depends wow. on whether we have investors or not. Um, right. If we have investors, then you know, and the budget is whatever they put up for it. I've done a few. Right. I did a couple that had a hundred thousand dollars budgets that were put up by investors. Like I had a guy who owned a used car lot, and he put up a hundred grand for us to do Debbie uh, Memories on sixteen millimeter, where we had. Robert Sadar from Maniac Cop is the star, and we also had William Smith from a bunch of movies like uh, he's been in Red Dawn and Conan the Barbarian and different movies. So we had those two semi names, and uh, we shot that, and that was like a four week shoot on 16 millimeter uh, with all practical effects. And uh, then we did four in a row for this uh, real estate development. He gave us million dollars to do four movies so each movie you know had about a quarter million dollar budget so that on the high end and when we did the movie with anna chainsaw cheerleaders we had this uh real estate investor that could put up just 30 grand so we had we did that movie for 30 grand with this uh real estate investor named don gabby was the executive producer and in some movies we just have tiny minuscule budgets and we do them just by getting um you know everyone to pitch in like cooker with a hacksaw we had just a microscopic budget, but everybody just pitched in for the fun of it. Nice. All uh, right. I'm yeah. enthralled because we have we have microscopic budgets. So <laughs> I'm enthralled. Yeah. So James knows too, right, James? <laughs> we're, oh, yeah. we're on the low budget end of it. But I remember we are we are we you know, I, I'm I'm like I'm not you know, we're not worthy kind of thing, you know. I'm not worthy kind of thing. I'm in the room with you guys and I'm not worthy. <laughs> And uh, you know, that's the way I feel. But you know, much respect to you, man. Budget, you're, you're, you're a good guy. With a smaller budget, you're much more easily able to recoup and make a profit. These higher budgets yeah. nowadays, 
Any difficult to make a profit with the higher budget. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, James, it's definitely you... it, words of wisdom, and it's it's definitely you know really good to learn that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. James, um, uh, what what have you been up to lately? Uh, well, Dave uh, plays the Lich in the sequel to Cool as Hell. Guess what it's called? Cool as Hell 2. And that's got Michael Perryman nice. in it and Lydia Quigley and so on Samo from Pantera, as well as me. It stars me and all your favorite characters from Cool as Hell are back. Anna, you got to be in that's the awesome. sequel. Yeah, you got to be in, in Cool as Hell 3. So that comes out oh. this summer. And then I'm doing another sequel, Catch of the Day 2. Uh, the first one had Jason Mewes in it and Jake the Snake Roberts. That's available wherever videos awesome. are sold. Best Buy, Barnes & Noble, Walmart. Um, so that's a buddy cop action comedy. And then my big monster movie comes out this summer starring Eric Roberts. who has got Ola Ray from the Thriller music video, as well as Troy Froman nice. from Saved by the Bell. And, yeah, uh, I love him. Albert <laughs> from The Wedding Singer. And uh, Tuesday nice. night from Nightmare on Elm Street 4. So uh, cool. be careful. Right. It wants you got blood. a good lineup. Yeah, Eric Very good lineup. Yeah, he, Eric Roberts has done some incredible movies. But everybody should see his movie Star 80, where he plays the psycho killer of that Playboy Playmate. He was a mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good that's one. That's awesome. I like <laughs> Well, uh, and, like and Dave, they bite. <laughs> yes. What is, yeah. what, what is your question? I'm sorry, you asked my. What are you up to lately? Is it just working with James, or do you have well, any other projects? That... See, well, here's the thing. I mean, my normal job, I work at SiriusXM, uh, the radio station. So I'm I'm a, I'm a computer engineer by trade, but I you know. I'm acting on the side uh, and investing in these movies. And, uh, you know, I want to see the proliferation of James's movies. And, you know, I want to make movies too myself. And uh, I have Attack of the Killer yeah. Chickens on the horizon. That's the new one. Uh, with Genevieve Rossi. Uh, we have Ed Young. And we have, uh, the you know, the immemorable John Link is in it. As a chicken baby, nice. And I kind of gave it, gave nice. it a, a little bit of away, you know. Um, but uh, you know, got some stuff going on. Um, you know, I wanna I wanna help the industry. I wanna help our little industry because we're small. We're a small industry, and everybody knows everybody else. You know, and it's like we should all make good movies together and and have fun. You know, to me, it's for fun. You know, I'm not doing this for money. But it would be great if I made a lot of money at it, but who knows? Mm. Uh, but we should have fun at it, and we should we should make a you know some good movies that make people laugh and have a good time, or are scared. I don't know. We could make some scary yeah. movies too. I just don't want to make I don't want to make you know like the Blair Witch. You know, I'm so scared. You know, like the, the you know the sound uh-huh. footage the kind camera. of thing. I hate, oh my god, I hate that shit. I hate that. Yeah, me too. Freaking shit. Not cool. You know? <laughs> the shaking camera is no, making noises. You might as well just yeah, go on a roller like... coaster ride through the woods. <laughs> well, you know, it's just just, awful. Um, you know? It's about to cut us off in about a minute and 30 seconds. So I just wanted to say thank you guys all for calling in. 
Um, and yes, thank you for Anna inviting me. Should... Anna, you're like you're now our my new co-host, so stop yeah, saying no. inviting. You know. <laughs> well, it was an invitation um, to start, but it's a permanent. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, you're you're now like yeah, you're permanently here. Um, but awesome. we'll be back. I think in uh, about two weeks or so. Um, we'll get you the date soon. Um, check out sixlickproductions.com for more information. Um, and uh, look these guys up, all of them up, because they're awesome. Yeah, and they're I really great. appreciate it, every <laughs> single one of you guys. So thank you guys oh, all for you. calling in. Yeah, thanks thanks for having us. <laughs> thank so you. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, uh, okay, okay cool. All right. Well, you guys have a great night and enjoy. You too. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Nice talking to y'all. Take care. Bye, Thanks, guys. guys. You too. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.